My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Hello and welcome to this special Christmas episode of the Adventure Games podcast. I meant to put this on, this beard. (laughs) Oh, Oh, he's got his Santa hat. He's got his beard. Oh, Oh, my God. Oh my god. I was not ready for this. No, I was same. not ready for this. <laughs> it's it's Sorsha Claus. It's Sorsha Claus. Ho oh. ho ho. And Merry Christmas. Or should that be Merry Christmas? Yeah. Am I right, Laura Cress? <laughs> yes. Join joining me, good friend of mine, Laura Cress. And um also um there's another person who I believe is going to deck, or should that be Beck, the bowls of or the halls with bowls of holly. Hello, uh, Thomas that one, Beck. That one, that one wasn't as good as the one for. No. Uh, no. And if, if but we, anybody, but we've been we've been celebrating Christmas for quite a long time. That's now, true. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if uh, if anybody accuses me of making the exact same jokes as last year, they would be entirely correct. But uh, and uh, I am here wearing uh, this uh, beard, grown a beard, but it's quite warm now, so I'm just going to shave very very quickly. Oh, off he goes. Off goes the beard and the hat. Oh, it's gone. Oh, oh there we go. Uh, no, so, uh, yes, I'm delighted to be joined by Laura and Thomas. My name is Shorter Than Bar. We are uh, recording this a couple of weeks before Christmas. This episode will be going out a few days before Christmas, and we'll be talking about some games. So, Laura, which games are you going to be reviewing today? Yeah, so I'm going to be having a chat about the uh, Lake DLC, Season's Greetings, with yourself, Shorsha. Mm-hmm. Um, also <laughs> going to be talking about This Bed We Made, where you play a kind of snooping maid in the in the 1950s in, in a hotel um and then finally a highland song which is inkle's uh new game inkle who obviously made heaven's vault yes this is a new game set in the the scottish highlands uh, will you be oh. doing a scottish accent nope no <laughs> <laughs> would you like me to continue with a scottish yeah. accent no, you, no. Sorsha, you can barely do an Irish accent. So yeah, that is true. Be... <laughs> and I, I was just told by a Scottish person over the weekend that uh, that uh, attempted an accent was a war crime, apparently. So yeah, I mean, I'd um... agree. I'm not even Scottish, <laughs> and I'd agree with that. <laughs> well, my last name Dunbar is a Scottish, so um, but yeah. I thought I think they would disown me probably after that. Yeah. Um, so. And uh, well, Thomas, uh, yeah. good, good to have you back. It's the three of us back again. The I last... know. I was gonna yeah. say the, the original. Long time since the it was just the three of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, which games will you be reviewing? I will be reviewing uh, Vern, uh, The Shape of Fantasy. Oh. I only have one game. Sorry. Oh. Terrible. Very busy. It's... Very busy for my new job, and and you know, like uh, actually not sleeping and oh. excuses, <sighs> trying to excuses. catch up. But yeah, like, I know. A new I know. job, living, commuting to work. A cooking, eating, sleeping up. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm just spoiled, you know? I, I know. <laughs> With well, all this living, all this life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, well, at least you had uh, time to, ha- to have one game. I know many people listening who probably say, well, at least you play in one game because a lot of people don't have the time to play any game. So, um, yeah, that is, that is, um, 
that is a that is a well a problem. I wouldn't say a pro- it's a first world problem, but <laughs> exactly, yeah. So all the things yeah. going on, I think that that is the, a definite the, first world problem with first world problems. But the biggest problem is the fact that I do still buy games. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, and and I'm not playing them. So yeah, oh. I need I need a lot of time to catch I think up. We can... I think we can all relate there, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Well, Chris, Christmas is coming, and uh, maybe maybe need another lockdown or two. No, no. No, no. <laughs> I mean, even, even during lockdown, we couldn't co- – well, at least I couldn't come close to clearing my backlog, so. No. Um, but, but we did play a lot of uh, cooperative games, or, you know, like we – That uh, is true. And that's something I, I've been missing lately. Uh, I, I do well, occasionally play – We'll have to play, do it again. Uh, We'll have to do more games. We'll have Apparently, to do... uh, Dead by Daylight has added some new uh, killers, like Chucky and stuff. So and we'll be, talk- we'll be talking about that in the news section. Um, will we now? Is- yes. Interesting. Uh, well, I will be reviewing, uh, speaking of Christmas, Azazel's Christmas Fable and Stray Gods, a musical. Uh, and would you like me to do that review in song? We <laughs> shall see. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I think no, we're going mama up. Mia, no. mama mia, mama mia, let me go. I think we're going up the rails already. So let's just get to the news, shall we? <laughs> so yes. before we get yes. to the reviews, there was some news. Um, the uh, the game adverts 2023 <laughs> was on. Oh, I'm so sorry. Did I say game adverts? I meant game awards. Oh, it's so oh, silly. Oh, oh, oh. So anyway, the game adverts was uh, 2023 because uh, now, first of all, the game awards. Uh, let's just talk very briefly about some of the awards because uh, the people you know who were in charge of the game awards didn't really care about the awards. But I think we should give some love to uh, at least two of the developers that adventure game fans might like. First of all, Alan Wake Two won Best Narrative, and Baldur's Gate Three won Best Game Overall and Best RPG. Although Blink and you would miss you would have missed that category announcement. Um, and uh, so congratulations to all of those developers, I, I know they're probably not listening, but anyway, uh, great. I don't, I don't think any of us, I haven't played those two games, but Laura, you've played Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, uh, and you're, still you're playing. In, you're still playing. <laughs> but what, she's what, only 300 hours in search, and uh, she's barely through the tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> only two. Feels but like that. What, what do you think about the, the awards themselves? We'll get onto a little bit about the uh, ceremony itself, but do you have any complaints about uh, the game yes. that won? Well, <laughs> oh, no, not sorry. I should say no, not about the game that won. Yeah. I expected Baldur's Gate yeah, no 3 to win. Yeah. Uh, Adam, wait to, I mean, out of the ones that were put for that category as best narrative, I would have liked to have seen some indie games or adventure yes. games in that category. <laughs> or a best adventure game category. Mm, you or know, best I writer mean, category. Yeah, something like that. I mm. feel like, you know, Spider-Man 2 being in that car- category, best narrative. I can understand Baldur's Gate 3 because genuinely the writers mm. have done a fantastic job. But I do, and I haven't played Alan Wake too, so I can't say either. Mm. But at least one indie game. Come on, there's been you know plenty no, no, of really no, no, well no, written no, no. indie games have their own category. They of course, yeah. Not... Sorry, so as they long can't... as you're not a triple A game, you do not belong in any <laughs> you don't of the other have a great narrative. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though if you're an indie game released by a multi-million dollar, billion-dollar <laughs> company. <laughs> Uh, well, that game, uh, which is, I presume, Dave the Diver you're talking about, Thomas, that didn't win. It was Cocoon who won Best Indie Game. I didn't play Did you play that, Laura? I have played it as part of my little Twitch challenge thing that I'm doing. I have oh. played it. Um, 
And actually, yeah, I mean, it's by some of the, it's by one of the designers who made Limbo and Inside, and it's got similar kind of puzzles. It's not, it's not as dark a, a, as that kind of thing. But you know, I, it's quite an interesting game. It's quite fun, so I could, I, and quite innovative, so I can see why that one. Um, I think if I haven't played Dave the Diver, so I have comment on that. But. Yeah, you, you liked it, Thomas. Oh, it's the, it was for me. That was the game of the. the I best think game I'd prefer that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't we... know about I don't know about Cocoon. I I can't any in any way judge that. But it has to be a bloody good game if it beat both Dredge and Dave the Diver true, because those true. those games were fucking phenomenal. We, we will be Sorry, speaking. Part of my language. <laughs> oh, how dare you! Um, no, we will be talking about that in just a second. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, none of the adventure games uh, won. Uh, as far as I know, Space for the Unbound was nominated for I don't yeah. know Best Impact or Access or one of these awards that I Impact, I don't, yeah. yeah. Um, and it didn't win that. And there were other Venba, which is not really an adventure game, but it is a narrative game. Um, yeah, I mean, you could kind of put it in that category. Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, that is being very, I believe, liberal with the term adventure game. But, mm. um, but I, that is a game that's been getting quite good reviews, but that didn't win. And a couple of others, but, uh, um, there were some adventure game announcements because there were a lot of trailers, <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of promotion, a lot of uh, sponsored events here. And um, so I'll just, I'm going to do uh, Geoff Keighley and just rattle through these very, very quickly, like he did with most of the awards. Uh, so By the way, uh, just to give context, um, the, the show, including the pre-show, was three and a half hours. Mm. It was long. And, I, uh, I stayed amount, up. The, I watched it till four a.m. You stayed up. Yeah, lunatic. And the t- <laughs> the, the the total uh, time for the winners' speeches, the winners' speeches, was seconds. less than eleven minutes. Of that yeah, because each person only had thirty seconds before what, the music started uh, playing. Th- sorry, wrap it up there, Laura. I think you've had more than enough time <laughs> to talk about it. I think. Uh, uh, can I just? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think we could talk very very brief. I mean. I was telling you, Laura, at least before we start recording, and I, you know, I've watched the last few years of the Game Awards, not live. I haven't stayed up, although I was considering it this year. I was quite looking for, and I know there were issues before, but I thought that the problems of previous years were magnified this year. Um, and I, oh, very and, much so. And I think that it this year, I mean, I, I, you know, but I think it was shameful that uh, developers, the winners, only had thirty seconds, and including in some of the. the the, the talk that they were giving when they won. The actor who won was talking about how his character in Baldur's Gate inspired uh, survivors of sexual abuse, and he was played off at that moment. Mm. And then Baldur's Gate 3 again, the developer was uh, dedicating his win, his uh, award to the lead cinematics uh, director, I believe, who had passed away. And he was, um, he was played off at that moment as well. So I can understand you know, the Game Awards producers wanting, not wanting to go on too long like Christopher Judge did last year. I think this um, is the problem. Do you not think Christopher Judge ruined Game Awards 2023? Because <laughs> his speech, uh, uh, he he uh, played Kratos, he won Best Performance in 2022. His speech went on for nearly eight minutes. Yeah, that was, and, it was a bit long. And that's too long. You can't no, have but that for every person. Christopher Judge is, of course, uh, a, a, a big star. 
Yes. So he doesn't so, mind that. I mean, no, I, no, no, I, no. But I, they did. They were trying to play him off, and he kept talking. This was last yeah. year. I'm talking about. Um, wow. So, and because of that, everyone made memes about it about how long he was going on for. So I genuinely think he sort of uh, mm. mistakenly, accidentally ruined <laughs> Game Awards 2023 because now they've got it in their heads. They're like, oh my god, we can't have people going on for this long. So that's why they, uh, you know, created this sort of crazy thing yeah. where everyone only had 30 seconds and they went too far to the other extreme but then there were other problems because those developers who won were lucky to have 30 seconds because quite mm. a few of the awards including best rpg best music best indie game they weren't allowed to go up and accept their award either that joff uh, keely was rattling off the awards uh who's this joff keely by the what's way it? Kylie, is jeff it? keely yeah that guy uh, <laughs> we'll call him joffrey his, from now on it's his evil twin <laughs> Jeff Kiley, uh, he was <laughs> rattling uh, through the, the those awards like he couldn't get through them fast enough, uh, so yeah. they could get. And then there are so many trailers, so many ads, and I tried to watch the game awards on the official live stream uh, afterwards, and there were ads every three minutes on the YouTube channel. It was ridiculous. I had to watch it from the Gamespot uh, live stream, and, and also just it's just things like you know accessibility awards being put in the pre-show and not in That's, the main show yeah it's like come on guys like you know just tell me you have no respect for your genre without mm. telling us you have no respect for your genre well another thing they did uh, oh if you wanted to see some hollywood celebrities and gonzo the muppet rattle on for <laughs> yeah. uh, what felt like 20 minutes uh with a chicken i don't know what was going on with um with, with gonzo and matthew mcconaughey who to be fair at least there wasn't anything like al pacino last year who had nothing to do with games uh, who didn't even know where he was, apparently. I didn't seem to know where he was last year. <laughs> because Matthew McConaughey, um, he barely knew what video games were out Pacino, I think. But Matthew McConaughey at least was um, doing a, playing a character in an upcoming video game. Then Anthony Mackie came on. I don't know if he was drunk, but he kept telling the audience to shut up. Which was that bit was a bit weird, weird. yeah. I think and he then, was a bit drunk, yeah. yeah. And then the guy, no, I don't mind like little bit. This is the thing, I yeah. Don't they went on too bits, long, you know. I don't mind some little celebrity bits in between and some, you know, it's just let's not shut the other people up, exactly. <laughs> you yeah, know, let's have the fun and the trailers, and you know, and I get it's a really difficult tightrope to balance mm. this and jeff keely is admitted he, he said i agree the music was played too fast i asked our team to relax that rules the show went on but it shouldn't it should have never been put in in the first place exactly but it, yeah. it's, it's, the balance felt wrong this yeah, year the, i the watched focus, it last year yeah the it focus didn't... should be the awards i think mm. but i actually like the variety and i thought the bands were Thanks. very good uh, who played Final Fantasy VII Rebirth Team and Old Alan Wake of... 2 sequence was very odd, but I think that's just it was. I've not, I've yeah. not played Alan Wake 2, so I was I think just it's like, an odd game, but on? I thought it was good and I thought it, the variety was good. I like some of the trailers, which we'll talk about some of those games right now. But again, there are far too many trailers, you know, that a lot mm. of them I was like, why are the so so? It's like they tr couldn't get through them quickly enough. Um, and uh, and yeah, and then Timothy Chalamet, I think he's a nice guy. I don't think he should have been presenting the best game of the year award. It it does seem like um, they're trying desperately to be cool and get this recognition from Hollywood. Agree, but we don't, don't need, need the games. To. Games industry yeah. doesn't need it. It's no. bigger than Hollywood. 
I mean, even if Phil Spencer had announced the best game of the year, that I wouldn't have minded so yeah, much. Yeah, just get big names in the gaming world. We don't yeah. need all these Hollywood stars all the time, unless they're, you know, like Jordan Peele was there, but but that's because he's collabing. So that made exactly. sense. Exactly. I didn't mind that, although that also went on a bit too long with Hideo, which we'll talk oh, about now. It, yeah, yeah. Talking about, mates. Of course, but he didn't really say much, but we'll talk about it now in just a second. So, yeah, I felt it was frustrating overall. Um, and I do hope that there's some change. I do hope to give more recognition. To, I'll give the moment to the developers and don't rattle off these awards like Best RPG and Best Sound and Best Indie. Give them their moment. And I think one, two yeah. minutes should be enough. After about one minute, maybe minute and a half, if they're still talking, okay, yes, you can play the music i i feel but um these people work years yes years decades and that is and the thing as well this, it's been a, layer, a year of layoffs as yes, well yes which unfortunately we're going to mention in the news section as well but there was nothing about that and i know that jeff uh jeff keely kylie here all night uh he's uh <laughs> He's uh he's uh, I know that he's getting paid by these companies who laid off, so he's kind of in a in the middle. But even one sentence, mm. uh, one. I yeah, I don't know if it. I'm not. I don't think oh, Jeff not, was. I don't think he was being paid by companies to not mention the layoffs or anything no, but, like that. But, but they sponsor the show, so these yeah, yeah, studios yeah. kind of they help to sponsor the show. So he might have felt to to be in an awkward field. But he has done it before. He went did go against Activision and he has yeah, he did, yeah. you know, used so the platform I, before to, to his credit. Know. I think we should give him credit where credit is due. So, but anyway, there were some adventure games in those million game trailers. Uh, and I've got to do again, because we rattled uh, through these because we've got a lot of games to review. Uh, there was a trailer for a Brothers remake. Uh, this is from the developer of It Takes Two, I believe. Uh, a Tale of Two Brothers, right? Uh, or is that something different? No, it takes two. That it, it could be a Taylor Two Brothers. Yeah, sorry, I put Brothers remake. I was uh, taking notes very quickly on that. But um, mm-hmm. uh, if one of you want to look at that, you see professional here. Um, yeah, is, is it a remake? I think it's a remake of Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. That's it. Yes. Um, didn't he make yeah. it? Takes two. That developer. I think that's um, yes. Yes. Yeah, Joseph okay. Farris, yeah. Yes, okay. I'm right about that, at least. Whew. Well done. Um, thank you. Uh, Pony Island 2, which I mean I'd never heard of. Ah, but it's by the guy who made Inscription, Daniel Mullins. Oh, that's right. And apparently Pony Island 1. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I remember <laughs> yes. that now, yes. Um, so, and yeah. then the, the Rise of the Golden Idol, the sequel to the case of the yes. Golden Idol. And also Set our friend... in the 1970s, which will yes. be interesting. And our friend uh, Kinney from Kitty Games uh, is involved in the making of that game as well. Oh, I didn't know which, that. Yeah, he, he kind of teased something like that to me at Adventure X, but he didn't say exactly what he was working on. And now on Twitter, he's saying, yeah, I'm working on this game. So I'm delighted for him. Amazing. A really, really nice guy. So I'm absolutely thrilled that he's uh, working on this. Uh, Harmonium, which I believe is a musical, but it's a musical for uh, those of hard of hearing as well. As it's, uh, I believe it's supposed to be a very accessible. Um, I um, again, correct me if I'm wrong, please. <laughs> if uh, if I do make a mistake, um, the casting of Frank Stone. And speaking of Dead by Daylight, the uh, super super missive who made the Quarry and amongst other games, they are making this single player. Uh, Choices Matter game based in the Dead by Daylight uh, universe, set in that ah, universe. Yeah. Super massive games, yeah. Super yeah, massive, be thank you. I wonder how they'll make that into yeah, a single player experience, but yeah. It's a bit of kind of probably similar to the Quarry and uh, the other games that they've made. 
Yeah. Um, oh, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then speaking of uh, Hideo Kojima, he came on for 15 minutes out of the short trailer on his uh, new game. Oh, that was weird. Yeah, it was, now, wasn't it? We st- he's there 15 minutes. He still didn't OD. really say what it was. I don't think he knows himself. It's Kojima. He's never going to say. There's never going to be a thing where it's like, it's a 3D blah, 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 is it? It's always going to be shrouded in mystery. Well, uh, but yeah. Apparently, he said that it's not exactly a movie, but it's like some, nothing we've seen before. So interactive movie? I don't know. I, You know what? I think I think it's, yeah, so it's a horror, <laughs> horror game. But like, I think you're going to... Because he said for the the gamers and the screamers, so I think it's going to be something like you're going to have some microphone interaction or something like that. Mm. I don't know, something you know. Because he said new media, so mm. I don't know. Very interesting. Well, um, yeah, we'll hear and uh, collaboration with Jordan Peele, which I, I do admit is it, it is exciting. I think he is someone yeah. who is uh, very interesting. So if you're going to have Hollywood t- t- uh, talent involved, this could be the way to do it. Uh, we shall see. Then Don't Nod uh, announced their new game, uh, upcoming game called Lost Records. And as anyone who listened to my review of their, well, they've since released another game, Jusant, I believe. But I, mm. I reviewed their game Harmony, which unfortunately I didn't really like. But this game, I think, is going back to Choices Matter. And it seems to be similar in style to Life is Strange. So here's hoping that uh, it'll be good. And then I don't know if I dreamt this or if this actually... Uh, is happening, but apparently they had a trailer of Dredge meets Dave the Diver. Yeah, that yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> that, that actually happened. That... It's amazing. <laughs> it did. So your two favorite games, Thomas, <laughs> Dredge and yeah. Dave the Diver. Are... Yeah, I have... thought, well, somebody sent me this uh, because I hadn't seen anything from the Game Awards. I only I only looked at the winners. Oh, and well, somebody you... <laughs> somebody <laughs> sent me the uh, the trailer for this, and I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> this, is, this is real. Yeah, it's oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I better start damn cool. playing them, but it is like a fantastic. It seems to be a fantastic uh, collaboration. So they, they must have got your fan mail, Thomas. <laughs> uh, well, I, I send a few out. So or uh, fan yeah. fiction. I don't know. <laughs> Dredge beat save the diver, but we shall see. I did more. get a restraining order from them, so maybe that's. Uh... <laughs> And that's oh. coming out quite soon, actually, isn't it? That's 15th of December that's coming out. So. Oh, really? It'll probably yeah. be out now, then. That's oh, yes, this that's week. right. Yeah. Well, it's out by the time this episode goes out. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so those were some of the games and the adventure and narrative games that were announced. So we'll be talking, I'm sure, about some of those in the next few months and the next year or so. There was also a Day of the Devs uh, Game Awards edition, which was uh, trailers and it was hosted by none other than Tim Schafer and his team at Double Fine. And they had a few adventure and narrative games as well that they either announced or spoke more about. Uh, first one is Militioner, which is, it looks fascinating. It's basically a running simulator. It's not a walking simulator because you you play as someone, you have to escape. You have, you're in this town, you have to go to the train station and escape. But there is this giant policeman. When I say giant, I mean giant. He's looking over the entire town and he will stop you at every turn. He will just reach up with his massive hand and pick you up. Mm. Uh, it looks kind of creepy. So you have to talk to him. You have to get on his good side. And then you have to, uh, at nighttime, you can mess with his sleep by setting off car alarms. And then uh, if he doesn't sleep well at night, he'll sleep during the day at times. So you can maybe sneak past him at some cases. 
um, there as well. And the developer said it's interest. What I found interesting is that basically like a Tamagotchi, uh, the characters as with different moods apparently. Um, so uh, again, Tamagotchi. How do I explain this? To, I'm pretty sure people who've listened to this are probably our age and older. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't say that as if people might not know what a Tamagotchi is. Oh no. How do how do you explain it? It was be it was be it's like a little pet in your pocket, wasn't it? Like a computer. Computer pet. Yeah, that yeah. you had to feed it, yeah. and you had to keep it alive. If you didn't feed it, it would die. I think, didn't it? And yeah. you had to. Um, again, wasn't real. But it was kind of on this this screen thing. So yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Um, Nirvana Noir, the sequel to Genesis Noir, was announced oh. today. The death. Oh, I remember uh, you playing that, Chris. Yes, yeah. uh, Laura. Sorry, you. Uh, that was that Genesis Noir was a was a weird game. Mm. It and was. This... It was a little bit too weird for me. I but it looked great, and I really liked the idea. I'd still, the thing is, I would still play the sequel. You know. Um, and it, looking at the trailer just now, it, it looks just as mad. Oh yeah, it, they've really gone gone all in. I think on the on the madness of it. Um, and Open Road says, "Great to see a, a new trailer for that game." And there's a release date announced coming out very soon on February twenty second, twenty twenty four. That had a troubled um, production, of course. Uh, Steve Gaynor had to leave, who's the lead oh, developer, course, and. Yeah. Uh, but now they've since uh, changed the name of their team to Open Roads Team, and they're continuing with that game. Then it's Home Safety Hotline, kind of like interactive fiction. That, from what I could understand, from what I understood, you have to type in how to help people and then see the result. Uh, you can choose not to help them, or maybe you don't help them, and then you have a boss as well um, who uh, so you basically have to, you know, see what the consequences are. And it looked kind of interesting. And it seemed to set see set in the nineties, I think. Um it was uh, but it looked very interesting. And then the Mermaid's Tongue was announced, which is a sequel to Tangled Tower or Spiritual Successor. And nice. So quite quite a lot actually. Um, I really like Tangled Tower. Did you play that? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I still have to play it, but um, yeah. So. <laughs> I reviewed it even here. So did he? Yeah, you did. Oh my lord. Yeah. Well, you never pay attention to anything I do. It's been a show. listen. There's a lot. There's, we've reviewed a lot of games, so that is uh, we've true. Been, we've we've actually passed our 200 episode. Would you guys believe? I forgot hey, to. So amazing. Oh, um, yeah, nice. a lot of episodes. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if there's any games there that you guys particularly interested in or would like to mention. Uh, as in game awards or day of the devs? Oh, whichever. And any game in particular that you guys are looking forward to or. I think just you know, Rise of the Golden Idol, yeah. Idol that would be great. Pony Island two, um, Militia Siona. I didn't. I have. I have actually heard of that game before. I think Edge did like a little preview mm. of it. So and that looked really cool. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to those. Ooh, and Thomas, anything? Well, I think I know what. Until you <laughs> to take a wild guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Dredge versus Dave, meets Dave the Diver, of course. But that um, I wasn't aware of the Mermaid's Tongue. So that one has popped. Straight up, uh, high up to my list to look out for, um, and I guess once I play uh, the, the the first part of Golden Idol, I will probably really want to play the Rise of the Golden Idol. I still have to play that so, game as well. Yeah. Oh, you've got to. It's great. It gets yeah, hard. Yeah. So, though. so I've heard. Oh, I played the um, the the demo, and it was very very difficult. Um, but speaking. Oh, if you think the demo was difficult. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it's very difficult. I mean, at the beginning, it kind of it was easy enough, but yeah. yeah. But no, I really, really enjoyed it. So, 
Um, well, there was another trailer because this new trailer puts all of those trailers. This is the only game that anybody should be talking about. Um, I'm, of course, talking about Suzerain DLC, <laughs> Kingdom of Ritzia. <laughs> they had a new trailer and they have announced their release date at Torpor Games. Um, so this will be coming out on the 25th of March, 2024. Um, you guys should really play Suzerain. And I'm, Wait, I'm... Did, did we turn into a Suzerain podcast again? Absolutely, yes. We're okay. not, yeah, we're, we're not uh, paid. Actually, uh, on, well, by the time this episode is out, stream my, is not sponsored by Suzerain. New episode with the developer of Suzerain will have been up. So, and I did actually ask some questions uh, in between saying how much I love the game. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so the Suzerain Kingdom of Rizia um, will be released on 25th of March 2024. I'm sure you guys know all about the history of Rizia and the kingdom. So, you don't need, if you want, I can go, I can talk about that. I can, I can mm, give you all the details. This is not a Suzerain podcast. Yeah, okay, not... fine, fine. Well, 25th of March 2020, 20, no, when? 22nd. I think against Suzerain. I have bought it. I will play it at some point. <laughs> yeah, I have it installed on my Steam Deck, but the more, uh, the more Sersha is, is raving all about <laughs> I'm it. I'm putting you off. I'm like, I'm a bit scared to start on it now. <laughs> no, well, look, Matt played it after uh, I talked about it. He really enjoyed it. So, uh, but we shall see. And then before we get to the review, some sad news, very sad news, is that triple the triple topping CEO uh, who made Welcome to Elk, uh, she announced that uh, the company has become bankrupt and she had to lay off all the employees at the company. So she was trying to help them get jobs um, as well. And yeah, it's just it's just continues. Uh, it just again shows yeah, just sucks. what a difficult industry this is. Uh, to work in as it well. So insane how yes. how this was an insanely good year for games. Mm. They and and yet every studio is laying off people like it's... in a crazy amount of people. It's not this is not sustainable. How on earth are they gonna are they gonna do this? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's and you know they were making dead pet. I saw these guys in at Gamescom this year. Um, I played the demo of their game, Dead Pets Unleashed, which I think is still going to be... I believe so, yes. ...getting made. Um, but yeah, that sucks. I'm, I'm really sorry for the guys, mm. and I hope they can find somewhere else. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully they can find somewhere else, because they are very talented. Um, Clearly, and, yeah. Yeah. Well, there is uh, a... Um, if should, uh, should any... Uh, on the off chance that any um, uh, laid-off developers are listening to this... Uh, on LinkedIn, um, there are some. Um, there are very. Uh, there's a very active community on getting, uh, trying to get uh, people um, new jobs uh, in the gaming industry. So uh, check that out. Uh, people are very, uh, very helpful there. So mm. go on LinkedIn, and and hopefully you'll get a, a a new a new job soon. Because, well, frankly, it's it's ridiculous that you all get laid mm. off like this, and uh, we. Uh, we want your creativity to continue. Yeah, through yeah, no fault sure. of their own. And if you have the link, Thomas, you can uh, send it on to me and I'll be happy to put it in the show notes. Yes, I will do that. So, so yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So now, um, I mean, it's pretty hard to to segue to, <laughs> to the reviews, but yeah, there are games that have been released. And as I mentioned, it is going up to Christmas. So, uh, Laura, you and I played a Christmas game. Uh, Lake Seasons Greetings, and uh, shall we play a trailer of this game? Let's do it. Mm. 
let's return to the 80s and that pretty little lake town called Providence Oaks. It's the holiday season, and Thomas and Emily Weiss are looking forward to seeing their daughter, who's coming over for Christmas. Or is she? I'm so sorry, but I won't be able to make it tomorrow. And that's not the only thing that doesn't quite go as planned. Whoa, looks like you're having some car trouble. Yeah, uh, just a second, my good man. Holy crap, Morgan's on the premises. That eggnog is starting to stir up something indiscreet. Will an almost retired postal worker be able to get things back on track? I'm looking for Frank. Could you tell me where he is, please? You seem like a wise man, wise man. <laughs> I'd really appreciate your advice. <laughs> I might have a little plan. We can guide Cupid's arrows in the right direction, if you know what I mean. Find out what happens when you step into the shoes of Thomas Weiss and spend the holidays delivering mail in a snow-covered town by a lake. Lovely yeah. stuff. So that is a Lake Seasons Greetings. There's a trailer for Lake Seasons Greetings. Uh, so, Laura, you played this. We, saw, we just heard the trailer there. What? Uh, tell us more about this and what did you think? So I loved the main game of this lake where you where you play Meredith. Uh, um, you're taking over, you're covering for your dad um, as a kind of poster worker in a sleepy town that you heard there, Providence Oaks. Now in the DLC, as you said, you're actually playing him. This is the year before the main game happens. Um, and you're, you are the dad, you're the poster worker, you're going around this small town. Again, doing the things that you did in, in the Lake uh, original game, you're chatting to residents, time goes by, little stories come up about and things like that. So it was really nice to return to that world. It, and, you know, the fact that it's, you know, it's near Christmas, they've, they've set it in this winter wonderland, it's all snowing as you go about in your little delivery van. I think that was quite cute. Um, so I really enjoyed that. And it was fun as well. You might have heard the voice of Angie there, who, if you know, in the main game, she's, I loved her in the main game. She was, she was nuts and she was good fun to interact with. So some of the characters do return. return. So if you enjoyed the original, the, the little Easter eggs in there for people um, who did play the original. Um, I guess for me, my, my one issue with it was I loved in the original that you could sort of that there are branching paths in in the Christmas in this DLC that you know you can still pick different dialogue options but there's not the there isn't really any kind of romance sort of element because oh, no. you are <laughs> because you are playing this dad who's happily married so it wouldn't really work so one of the best bits of Lake of the original was there was. You know, you could either choose Angie, the VHS rental woman, or you could choose Robert, who was just like a boring divorcee. Um, divorcee or either, or his wife died. I don't know. One of the, he was really dumb. <laughs> I, I wasn't bothered about him at all. <laughs> so I think we know which one you chose. <laughs> yeah. And that was kind of fun because you didn't know what was going to happen. There was different endings at the end, depending if you'd pick the right uh, dialogue options. Now there are dialogue options in this, but it, it's kind of a bit more, I think you can help a different, a couple get together instead mm. and you can give them there advice. There is romance, yeah. So there is romance. It's just not your romance. Um, and that is, that was still fun. I, I think what I would have liked, they hinted a bit, there was, because there's a bit where you, because Mary 
Meredith isn't coming over, you've got to try and speak to people and see if anyone will come and stay, come to yours for Christmas. But I, I don't know if that was actually an option to have different people. I don't think it was. I don't um, think so either. I think yeah. that would have been fun, like being like, oh, who's going to come to you to stay, you know, stay at Christmas and you could pick different people. Just something that, it, you know, that would have felt a bit like, oh, there's going to be different scenes and, you know, j- just to make it more fun. But, you know, that's that's my only thing. But that's just because I love the original, the, the romance element of it so much. And I was like, oh, it would have been nice. But, you know, I, I did like some of the little storylines, like, you know, like there's this kind of TV crew that end up in the town and um, you, you, there's a bit of romance you can inspire between two of the crew there and, and things like that. So that was still fun. So, so that was, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It, 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 it. It's not as good as, as the original, but if you would like the original, it was a, a nice little extra to enjoy, I think. Yeah, I think... Um... I think I probably, I mean, I do agree. I think the original is better, but I think I liked it probably a bit more than you. I think the, the for me, there was romance per se, because you play as a, as a man in his fifties or sixties, who's already married for 30, 40 plus years. And you still go on a dinner date with your wife. That's true. Um, that was a nice so, scene. Yeah, it was very nice. And then you have the dialogue options, which I know part of the story mightn't matter so much. But you can choose to compliment your wife or you can choose to say, oh, I'm hungry. You know, I love this steak. And um, and I think those little details, of course, I chose to compliment uh, the wife, I thought, mm-hmm. you know, they're, uh, you know, if that felt more like the character that I wanted to be. Or when you're delivering the parcels and the letters, you can stop by to motel where she works and you can kind of flirt with her a little bit um, there. So there's kind of some kind of, romance there and then also with the you know it deals with the friendship with uh frank in the post office and um then at the christmas i do agree it would have been nice if you could have tried to convince other people to come but Maybe i think just only... to have a bit more and as well at the end mm. i feel like again i'm sure there were maybe maybe there were different endings i don't know slightly different dialogue mm. things it just didn't feel as big as a, as a no. payoff, but I do get it. it. Is a DLC. It's not like a whole other game. Although you do get, it's still about three or four hours long. Yeah, it's long enough. Yeah, and so. you do get, and but I, and I did like as well when you meet that TV crew and one of the person, one of the, the people, uh, might be a little bit rude, and you can choose to tell your wife with dialogue options whether you found he was rude or not. And depending if you at least I told her that yeah he was a bit rude, and then she just got out. And she just ignored him, <laughs> kind of supporting you. So I kind of like these little things with the married yeah. couple, kind of these little things that now that they, they knew each other very, very well. And also when they're both by the phone uh, talking to their daughter, Meredith, that we, we saw in the trailer, that they're both just by the phone and uh, he's trying to get a word in as well. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you know, it kind of reminds me of my grandparents when, when they would do the same. My grandfather would kind of, you know, be by the phone and try and get a word in as well. So it's these little, I think this game celebrates the little things. And, sure. um, but yeah, no, and I think I do need to to say as well, even though I really liked it, there were some bugs that I found. Yeah, I don't think it was just, as bad yeah. as some people, but I did have some disappearing cars. Uh, there was a traffic jam that <laughs> there was no car in front though. Um, oh. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did a little bit with the radio sometimes just the line skipped a little bit and yeah. nothing huge or anything like that. But I, I do wonder if just because of it 
it being based around Christmas. They sort of made a noose for their own neck there because obviously they've got to get this game out for Christmas. So Mm. it's tricky, isn't it? You can't, you can only push it so bad when it's got a clear season that it's got to come out in. But it was nothing that it didn't spoil the game. It was, you know, I agree. It's just like a couple of things where you're like, oh, you know, it's a little bit of a shame, but equally maybe quite hard when when they've got to get it out for a specific time. Yeah, no, I... Uh, but one, I was able to get around that because, thankfully, this game includes manual saves. And this game showed ah. the importance of it because it's when... It's game of the year for sure, Sean. Absolutely. No, but, uh, you know, when you mentioned that it, the game stuttered, I just saved the game and then I reloaded it. And it 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 helped to... to Then it didn't stutter. It, it then was... It then solved the problem. So I... Go. Yeah, so I think uh, again, good thing that I had manual saves. It was able to, to help with um, with some of the bugs and glitches. Again, it was nothing too bad. But uh, yeah, no, I think if you if you liked Lake, I think you'll like this. If you didn't like Lake, I don't think you'll like. Yeah, I think you'd need it's... to have played the main game because yeah, this I, is yeah. this has got too many sort of in jokes and little characters yeah, returning. It's kind of you need to have played the main. And you game. need you need the main game anyway to be able to That's try true. this. Yeah, so. so... And I recommend you add this, but I love the Christmas setting. I love snowy settings. As anybody who has listened to the the Winter Odyssey, Journeys Through the Cold series, mm-hmm. uh, knows uh, that that is it's just a very good in. series. If you if you're not Thank following you. that, you're not a patron, right? Uh, no, this is for everybody. Oh, this is for everybody. Well, you should be you should be listening to it. It's uh, good. it's pretty good. Yes. Oh, thank you, Thomas. Uh, also, compliment from you is uh, is uh, is is genuine. So thank you. <laughs> I have learned. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean about compliment from me? <laughs> and from you, actually. Yes. Oh, let's let the three of us get together in the spirit of lake seasoned greetings. See the effect that this game has. But um, but yeah. So this game, Lake Seasoned Greetings, it is also a prequel. Don't know if we mentioned that, but um, it is. Uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it. It's on Steam, and I believe it's on consoles. And uh, you need to have the original game, which I, the two of us would really recommend. Um, and it, but it's kind of just, it's easy to mock a game like this as well. That because it's very kind of wholesome, a kind of like a hallmark movie as well. But I really enjoyed it. Um, and also yes, and I really enjoyed the dinner scene with the Christmas jumpers. <laughs> and the wife said, "But we love this, don't we, Thomas?" <laughs> hmm. So yeah, anything else to add, Laura? Or I think that's it. I think I agree. Get you know, if you've already played the main game, I think it, it's worth giving this a go. But um, I guess it, it doesn't really do anything new. It's kind of a bit of the same thing, but with a Christmassy setting. And you know, what's wrong with that? Yeah, exactly. That's a fant- fantastic game to play at Christmas. So, uh, speaking of Christmas, another Christmas game. This time, Point and Click, a pixel art game, is Azazel's Christmas Fable. And uh, shall we play a trailer for this as well? So here is, well, um, I, I didn't let you guys answer. Let, wrap it up. It's <laughs> what? Just show the damn trailer. Okay, here's the trailer for Azazel's Christmas Fable. You called, sir? I have a special task for you. I need you to infiltrate the health community. Jackpot. Exactly, you zombie scum. Hey, this isn't too bad. May I please enter this classy establishment, kind sir? I don't think so. Greetings, my fellow elf. Oh, hey there, how are ya? Welcome to the castle of St. Nicholas. Do you think that elf in front of Santa's castle has a thing for me? Ooh, candy? 
I'm not sure you're the type, pal. Welcome to the Elf on the Creek. When it comes to golf, we've got everything you need. Yikes, you didn't even crack 20 yards. How many sides do you actually have? What are you talking about? Never mind. Let me introduce you to the old one-two punch. Oh, you warmed my heart, young man. My joints had completely froze over. better. Yikes. Yeah, that's right. Don't trifle with my powers. Have you ever heard of like day? I can see you've never missed a cheat day. Can't get enough, huh? Stop right there. You're not allowed in here. Check this baby out. They call it the ugly sweater. Really hot with the young crowd these days. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Eat dirt, you devilish vermin. Glitter bombs. Now these are deadly. Uh-oh. This bomb is gonna blow. Hey, take it outside, pal. My bad. Deck the halls with strong bodies. Ha la 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 la. Tis the season to be naughty. Ha la 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 la. Well. <laughs> wow. What did you think of the trailer? Not what I, I was expecting. No, I think we might have seen the whole game in that trailer. But... Uh, yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, so in Azazel's Christmas Fable, you play as Azazel, who is a demon, but a cute demon. And your boss is Gorgomon the Great, uh, or evil, one or the other. And th th there's a problem, because even though you're a demon... Your boss, he wants you to do more torturing and less pampering of your enemies. So he sends you to the North Pole to try to uh, to infiltrate the Elf Village, meet this Claus character, and steal the source of joy from humans and bring it to him. <laughs> so he has one last chance to prove that he really is evil. But he's he's kind of cute. And so you have to infiltrate uh, the elf uh, village when you arrive. You have to then prove you're really, you have elf heritage. And then you have to prove that you're you're good at golf for some reason. But the game is full of these kind of things that you don't really expect. It's point and click. It's pixel art. It's very comedic. And I mean, I, I really enjoyed it overall. I thought it's uh, it, it was a huge amount of fun to play. So as you saw from the trailer, it's parts were very funny that that song was really really good that it just goes off uh for about two three minutes and uh and then there's surprises as well that you don't really expect and it's very very charming there's a lot of charm to it um it's pixel art as well there's clearly a lot of love put into this game there are puzzles they're not usually that difficult apart from one or two where i needed a walkthrough but it also has a good variety of puzzles. So it has inventory puzzles. It has some logic puzzles, my favorite. But guess what? I was able to do some of them. Um, though it wasn't that difficult. So again, if you're looking for some really difficult puzzles, this might not be the game for you. But there are puzzles and they are creative. And But it also kind of makes you go, you know, the aha moment without them being really, really difficult. And then the, the acting, I think it's mainly uh, Greg Mulbach, uh, the developer and his wife, who voice, I think, all the characters. But what they've done is they have kind of changed the audio settings, I think, on all the characters. 
So even though you can kind of tell it's the same people, but they kind of still sound <laughs> slightly different. And it works. It really worked for me. Um, also, what I liked as well, and when you finished a game, I haven't really done it myself, but when you finished a game and after the credits rolled, you can continue to play. You can go back to the village, see how things have changed, talk to the characters as well. And a lot of effort has been put into this and it's a well-made game. It, there's some surprises in it as well. Okay, it's bit, you know, it took me about two, three hours. And I think this would be a good double bill with Watch Over Christmas, which I reviewed last year. Now, Watch Over Christmas probably has a bigger budget and it's, um, it, you know, it's a longer game. And it's more a typical Christmas story. You play as a young boy having to save Christmas, where here you play as a little demon trying to destroy Christmas. But the thing is, he's cute. He's a good He's a good demon. He, when you little things as well, when you pick up inventory items when you don't need them, he gives them back. He puts them back. So, um, yeah, I think if you want to get into the Christmas spirit, I think this would be really. I think that you could do a lot worse than than this. And it's a typical point and click game, pixel art graphics, and I really really enjoyed it. I thought again, humor was good, and it's only about two three hours. You could play it in the evening or a couple of evenings. Um, yeah, it's not going to set the world alight, but but yeah, there you go. Azazel's Christmas Fable. I think people uh, would enjoy that game. So yeah, so that is two Christmas games now for people to play if they wish. Um, this and also wanted to say if you can uh, listen again, Winter Odyssey, uh, a Christmas the Christmas episode will have been uh, released with more games, uh, adventure Christmas games as well. So, Thomas, uh, you mentioned you played a game. Uh, you played Vern, The Shape of Fantasy. And uh, <laughs> so, again, shall we play a trailer? Yes, please. Okay, so here's Vern, The Shape of Fantasy. What's this? The gift of Placea will help you to change pieces of the world. Only if your imagination is as brilliant as her flame. What? Where am I? What the hell is going on? The end of the nation is very close, Burn. Let's take the artifact and forge a new world. Are you with me, brothers? What do you fancy more? A quick death beneath the sea or a long life of tortures at one of the nation's penitentiary mines? Move! Someone around here has told me a story about you facing the bloody raven. I must get out of here. Nadine, we must emerge. It's amazingly terrifying. Enough! I don't want to hear you anymore! All of us are marked with brutal scars, but you? Somebody more centered? Somebody like you, with your hallucinations? Here again? Did this artifact do it? So, Thomas, what can you tell us about Vern, the shape of fantasy? Well, it's another uh, pixel point and click adventure game. Uh, in this case, you play uh, Jules Verne, 
um, who you might know of um, his, yeah, his, his world famous books. Um, one of his most famous books is 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, in which uh, Captain Nemo uh, and the Nautilus, and that is all, that is actually what you're playing. You play as Jules Verne um, in a sort of alternative earth where all of this is real. And um, you get this artifact, this, 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 well, basically magical artifact that um, allows you to sometimes change reality. Um, basically, sort of a, you, you sort of turn back time. For instance, um, uh, you're in a battle, and the Nautilus, you're on the Nautilus, Captain Nemo Nautilus, and they're in a battle, and something uh, has. Uh, they somehow manage to damage you and part of the ceiling comes down, uh, blocking you from continuing. Now, then you could use the um, the flame and you could say, for instance, uh, the ceiling was strong enough to withstand the blast. And then you, you go back a bit and it, it fixes the ceiling and then the ceiling is strong enough to withstand the blast and you can continue along that path. And there are several moments um during the uh, the game where you could um yeah use that power uh which is which is fun um and you're basically kind of living out um these uh this story in which the nation is attacking uh, is trying to conquer the entire world they're they're a bit like based on uh 18 uh, 1800s germany like prussia um, they're the bad guys, and uh, Nemo and his his gang they're they're part of the good guys. But as you, if you've read the story, you know that Nemo isn't exactly um, he's a very gray figure as well. So um, yeah, you, you you go through these all these uh, adventures, all these chapters um, of, of of this story, uh, solving puzzles um, and and trying to figure out what exactly is going on. Um, and uh, in the meantime, you're also collecting. Uh, you're collecting things, um, and uh, you're learning about this world. Uh, in, in in your logbooks, you can also like uh, almost every level has things to collect that give you points and stuff like that. Like a, a bit of uh, and um, and it uses the whole Jules Verne lore, um, yeah, to 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 build this world. And I thought it was I I, I because of my uh, moving and everything I, I started this I started this game before I moved, and I finished it last week, so uh, I, there was a gap of about two months in between uh, the last time I played. But um, I didn't have any any difficulty picking it up again. It was just really really well done. It's um, it's got good art. Uh, it's got good writing. The the voice acting is great. Um, it's just. Yeah, very interesting, uh, fun game to play. Um, yeah, that's that's basically the conclusion. <laughs> it does set the world on fire, but it doesn't have to because it's just a fun, good game to play. Right, yeah, it looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, I think. I have played it, so I don't know if there was a demo. Did you play the demo, Laura? Did you say that? I did, but quite a long time ago. So mm. I played it, I think it was 20... When did I go to Gamescom first? Was it 2018 or 19? Maybe 19 was the first time I went. 
So I imagine it would have changed quite a lot since then. Mm. Uh, Probably, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, now, I have, again, it has got a very positive rating on Steam. A lot of people liked it. Um, now, I have read some reviews as well that have said that they saw some typos and there's some timed interactions, um, some backtracking. Did you notice any of these? Did they bother you at all, Thomas? Or was was this exaggerated? Um, From what you've played? Uh, well, you you know that I'm very, very much a, a purist when it comes to language, but I don't mm. recall seeing any... Um, any spelling errors or something? I I don't recall if they did, if they were there, uh, they weren't bothering me. Okay, it didn't bother me. Or uh, maybe a lot of those things because you know it, it took me a while to finish it because of everything else going on in my life. Uh, so maybe it was just uh, things they got that got patched eventually, and mm. I I'd never got uh, That's at, true. That, yeah. at that yeah. point where um, where it was bothering me. So yeah. I guess it's gonna be. Uh, it was all okay. I, I I enjoyed it very much. The okay. there are logic. There are several logic puzzles, and every time I have to solve a logic puzzle, I always have to think of Sersha. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, even if I didn't quite get the uh, didn't quite get the answer quickly, I would just persevere, and eventually I would get it. Um, and I think there was once Ooh. or once or twice maybe that I consulted a. Uh, a walkthrough just because I, I needed to get I wanted to do it faster you know impatience is a bit of it's not my best patience is not my best side when it comes to gaming but yeah I, I think it's I really enjoyed the game that's that's just basically it um if there were any uh of those negative things I, I didn't I didn't notice them oh well that's great to hear yeah and I just wanted to ask because so that um to be fair it's just one review that mentioned those things but um but you played a game so you know more uh, I have been meaning to play it. As I said, it has been on my radar. And and ha- the final question then, how was it playing as Jules Verne? Did you think uh, they made the right decision? Would you prefer if they had made an adaptation of one of his books? Or um, or was this maybe original, that they, you play as him instead of... I really uh, liked it. Mm. and I, I liked that idea as well, actually. Um, I can't really go into that without spoiling certain things. <laughs> ah. Okay, so I rather not answer that question. Fair enough. Um, but overall, you really liked it, and again, there are puzzles in it, pixel art, point and click, and um, and yeah, it looks fantastic. And the recommendation from you, Thomas, then, yeah, and fully voice acted as well. Yeah, most of it. Yeah, it was. It's it's just a cool game. The whole concept is cool. Um. It's it, there is some there is some reading in there because of all the things you collect. You know, sometimes you uh, or you meet uh, some um, some NPC for the first time, and he has a whole background. And then you can go to your uh, to to uh, to your book, and then you can read the, ba- the background on these people. And it's it's just that that stuff is really well done. It goes quite deep, actually. So yeah, I uh, I would definitely recommend this game if you're into this kind of uh, fantasy. It's a bit steampunky, you know. It's Jules Verne, of course. So. Fantastic. So that Vern, The Shape of Fantasy, and that is on Steam. Um, and I don't know if it's out anywhere else, but it's definitely out on Steam. So Yes. Um, and it's from Gametopia. So thank you, Thomas. So uh, now the next game. So um, uh, Laura, <laughs> I'm going to talk about this 
bed we made. <laughs> mm. But yeah, the uh, game, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the game. Um, we didn't actually make a bed, but um, so and again, yeah, you guessed it. Would you like to see a trailer? Yes, or or hear it, but yeah, hear it for people. Yeah, that's true for <laughs> so, Here is the bed we made. The game. This bed we made. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Spade? Sophie? What's going on? I can't believe I'm about to say this, but sometimes when I clean the rooms, I get a little curious and um, snoop through our guest stuff. Sneaky. And Mr. Spade caught you in the act, I suppose? Yes. I could keep an eye out and call you if I see our mysterious photographer return. Are you telling me I should snoop around? Well, it's nothing you haven't done before, is it? Curiosity killed the cat. Oh, Andrew, hi. I, I was... Spying on our manager? I can't remember the last time work was this interesting. Yeah, that's definitely one way to put it. What the hell? Sophie Roy, I'm Detective Maurice Tremblay. I need you to tell me everything that happened. Maybe don't mention that to the police. Hmm? Did you touch anything? No, nothing. What a week. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Miss Roy, but I just don't believe you. I could not have done this without you. Yeah, probably not. Intriguing. <laughs> so that looked good. Yeah. Now this seems to be made for adventure gamers because we're used to picking things up and snooping around, and this seems <laughs> to be the game. So, Laura, what what do you think about this game we made? Could tell us more, and what are your thoughts? Yeah, I can I can tell you about the game they made, this bed we made. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, you kind of got a flavour of it there. This uh, this bed we made, it's a third person point and click, a sort of mystery game. You play this maid at a hotel in the nineteen fifties in Montreal, Sophie. Um, she's got a bit of a tendency to snoop around uh, her guests' rooms when she's cleaning things up, and. Um, one day she's doing that. She's returning uh, something to a guest room. She goes into the bathroom of the guest room and there's pictures of her um, snooping about. This person has put all these pictures up. Um, and she And she kind of discovers some other weird things in the room, which makes her think, what is going on here? Um, and you can, there are like, there's quite a lot of branching options in, in this game. And one of them is you can kind of choose which of the other reception staff to be your kind of confidant during this uh, game. So you've got a, a female staff member and a male staff member, and they'll be the ones that you're kind of chatting to throughout and kind of uh, leading you. So that's kind of one of the the big branching ways. And then the, the rest of the game is you kind of unlocking other rooms, exploring them, learning more about the guests and how they're possibly, without giving too much away, linked to each other, Things do get a bit, you know, intriguing. There's there's lots of secrets to discover. That you know, there's 
I don't want to give too much away, but you know, there's there's different encounters that happen and which you come across. It reminded some of it reminded me a bit of um Conway disappearance at Darley of You when you're snooping through your neighbors' rooms and it you know, they're only hotel rooms, they're not like whole houses or things like that, but you are still having to um you know, do little puzzles. There's, um, you know, you, you'll discover a note which has got like some code words and you've got to work out what they are. Um, or if you're reading through people's letters, you've got to work out maybe who they're talking about. Or, you know, there's little, there's a safe cracking puzzle, things like that, that you've got to do uh, as you progress. So there's little puzzle. There's nothing too difficult. Uh, I would say, in fact, we, <laughs> when I played this on, on stream on Twitch, we managed to crack the code without actually finding um the words that we were the sort of symbols which uh told us we just worked it out because we were like well that's probably an e that's probably an i so we we properly cracked the code (laughs) well done (laughs) it's nothing well it was yeah it's nothing too difficult uh but it's good fun um i think what i really liked about this was the sort of atmosphere and and the story At, at, at the beginning it's a little bit slow to start and you're kind of not quite sure what's piecing everything together and what's really going on but when you sort of hit the main uh, uh, element of the story when you when you hit that kind of main juicy bit and you're like oh, okay and you want to find out more and you want to find out whatever what's going on with everything else then I really enjoyed that and and things kind of pick up the pace quite quickly it looks really good it's a really uh, pretty 3D game a third person game um, sometimes the animation is slightly expressionless I will say but I mean that's that's a really that small uh, issue it's not like a big deal um, it's just like the facial expressions. Sometimes Sophie appears quite blank when there's like quite juicy things going on, but it's not a big deal. And it's cool. Yeah. So you, it, it's one of those games, a bit like Gone Home, where you can probably just look at, find the right pieces of the puzzles that, you know, you pick up certain story elements like letters and things, and that will progress the story quite quickly. Or you can spend your time looking through everything in a person's room and really getting to know their backstory, the lore of what's going on. And that will probably help you at the end because there are different endings and how you kind of act as a maid. Because there are some actual cleaning elements. You do have to actually tidy rooms a little bit. Oh, I don't like tidying my own room. So It's very simple. There's nothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, And also you don't have to either. That's just, oh. that's you. If, if you do, then, you know, that because you can decide to perhaps tidy away some of the evidence that can uh, change elements of the story the one thing I will say is it's very hard to know that until you finish the game and then it's kind of like oh okay so if I had thought about doing this then that might have changed it and it would be nice I don't know to have a bit more of a an awareness maybe as you're going on that this this could be a thing that would affect things because not everyone's going to want to you would have to play the whole game again there's no chapters Mm. that you can jump into now it is quite a short game and I think this is one of the main gripes when I've looked on Steam reviews that people have with it people saying it's a four hour game three to four hours you know it, the the price point's a little bit steep but you know you can get this on a on a sale or something and I, I will say I, I enjoyed it it was, it was it was once we got into the story it was really good fun and there are different endings and things to unlock so what people saying it's a four hour game well it's actually longer than that because you you know there's different pathways mm. and things like that that's the only issue though there, there aren't chapters you would be replaying the game but hey, it, it's not that it's not that uh, long, at least. So I think you know if you if you like that kind of gone home style, you're discovering the story as you go along, environmental storytelling with a bit of a 
sort of raunchy twist there's mm. a you know a bit of interesting drama going on and, and affairs and all that kind of thing uh i definitely check this out i think the voice acting was really good as well um yeah the you know there is possibly a bit of romance maybe as oh well, which, which we know that you that you want in your games <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so I, I i did enjoy this and uh you know that that's my only thing some some people might say it's a little bit short and mm. um that possibly you know to have to play it all again is a bit annoying but well, uh, well yeah. i mean i like short games if the story is told well yes, um exactly. i can't can, does it save if it are there even auto saves in the game Oh, I can't. You see, this isn't as much of a bugbear for me. But as does you. it? Uh, but did you play it all in one go, or did you? Stop? No, I didn't. No, no, no. Okay, I... so it does save. Oh yes, it definitely okay. saves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Sorry, I of thought course, they were yeah. saying is there manual well, I mean, of saves. course, manual saves is what I would like, but um, you know, I if can't remember saved... if there okay. is or there isn't. But if yeah. auto saves, okay, I have to accept it. But I am really intrigued. Um, this game—it sounds kind of Hitchcockian. Kind yes, of a it's definitely got well. that vibe. And so. there's there's different in jokes that kind of thing and other mm. uh, other things as, as you go along you know they clearly they're they're playing up to that sort of thing. Okay, uh, okay. Well, that is this bed we made, which is a game, not an actual bed that we made, and it's available. Well, like all the games on Steam, I thought if I read it was available on consoles as well. I could be making it up. I will have to check that as well. I think it might be actually. Let me just very quickly check. But yeah, I played it on Steam, and you know, I I would imagine a lot of people would because it, you know, it's uh, it's mm. your typical. It's not point and click. You are, you know, moving your with character the with, the, with the yeah controller or WSD. It's yeah, it's on, so it's on PlayStation. Mm. It's on Xbox One, and it's oh, on fantastic, and it's yeah. playable on the Steam Deck. Um, yes, I, well. I would imagine. That's, yes. uh, well, I see this your Steam Deck compatibility cool. for okay. anyone who's a Steam Deck. So thank you, Laura. So that is this bed we made. So now we get to the musical game, Stray Gods. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, no. So shall I play a trailer? No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still going to play it. So here is a trailer for Stray Gods. Oh, my God. Did you lose your keys, Fred? I thought you'd be... What the... Calliope? I'm so, so sorry. Grace, you know that you're lost now. You've been given powers you don't understand. You say you didn't kill Calliope. You have one week to prove it. What do I do? Start singing. So sorry you had to be here for this. I'm in the dark too as you're hearing this. But someone is dead and I'm losing my head. Like the goat said, this is my time, time to shine. It's not a simple matter to kill an idol. You want answers? Fight for them. How could you throw that gauntlet at me? Could your heart shrivel any further? You abandoned me to a, a terrible, terrible fate. fate. This, this is not about you. you. Enough! True magic is a different and older power. Ready to face the music. Only you can decide. Lost in a moment. Lost in a song. 
for me, Freddie. Best friends to the end, right? Lost in a moment, lost in a song. I wish I knew where I fit. Surely your life is just beginning. Lost in a moment. Very soon. Lost in a moment. The idols will be no more. Lost in a moment. Wow. Lost in a moment. <laughs> so... I'm very curious about this. Okay, so okay, I promise I will not sing my review. Good. Excuse me. Wow, I'm getting a cough now from this. But anyway, Stray Gods, the official title is Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. Uh, you play as a young girl, well, young woman called Grace, who is just out of university. She's trying to, she doesn't know what to do with her life. She's kind of in a in a crossroads, like, kind of like a lot of people. And she she meets this other young woman called Calliope. She had an audition, uh, this other young girl, Calliope, and they start singing together and they really hit it off. Now, then, um, and this isn't a spoiler because it's the whole point of the game. She Calliope then later on that evening uh, knocks on the door and then she falls in and she's been stabbed. Oh, no. And so then... It turns out, and again, it's the whole point of the game. Calliope was a muse. She was one of the Greek um, gods, shall I say, they don't use the word god in, in, in the title, but she was one of these from Greek mythology and she passes it on to Grace. Now then Grace meets the other, um, oh, what, I forget their actual name of the game, but the Greek gods who were actually living amongst us, who were living amongst us in the world. And you basically have to prove your innocence. So you have to find out who killed Calliope. And if you don't, then they will execute you. Uh, so stakes are quite high. Now, overall, I really enjoyed this game. There's a lot that I that I liked. Um, first of all, you heard from the trailer, the voice acting is fantastic. It's from... Laura Bailey, who plays the main uh, role, uh, who plays uh, Grace. And then uh, there's Mary Elizabeth McGlynn. And then there's, oh, my God, the girl who played Ellie in The Last of Us, the guy, the guy who played Joel. Um, is it Troy Baker? Troy Baker, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Anthony um, Rapp. Anthony Rapp, I saw, yeah. Yeah. And is it Khaled uh, Payton, who is Ezekiel in the Walking Dead series? And he's fantastic. And I mean, they're all fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I thought the story was was overall quite good. It's a murder mystery. There are, it kind of reminded me of a bit of The Last of Us. Now, it is quite different. The tone and everything is different to The Last of Us. But this whole thing of having these mythological beings living amongst us, and then there's a murder mystery there as well. Um, and I was really, really engaged in the plot and the story of the, the the, the dialogue is quite good. It's quite funny as well. And now, the one thing I do have to say is, well, first of all, the, the graphics are good. You do have to get used to the style. It's kind of like a graphic novel style that there's no real animation as such. You kind of like move, but you don't really see, see them. It's kind of like um, as if it's kind of like a comic book a little bit. Now, I got used to it and I liked it, but it might take some getting used to it. And I did like the um, the background and everything. One thing I do have to say is the title says Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. And it is from the lead developer of Dragon Age, David 
uh, Gator. I don't think this is a role-playing game. This is a visual novel. Now, for me, that's not an issue. I like visual novels. I've played a few of them. And I'm guessing that they're trying to get people who like Dragon Age uh, say, hey, if you like Dragon uh. Age, the developer, this is a role-playing game. Now, there are choices you have to make. And I don't like, you know, this, you know, what type of game is this, you know, to put this in a box. But I think if you're expecting this to be a real role-playing game like Dragon's Age or like... Because I'm guessing there isn't any, you know, builds or casts or guilds or anything you're no. part of. No, you don't. You're not changing your character there, in any way. There are no stats. There is no leveling up. Uh, now, maybe it's all in the background, but it's... I just think it could be misleading. So anybody who uh, want ex is expecting a, a role-playing, a traditional role-playing game, and they might find that, that it's more of a visual novel uh, because it is mainly about the choices you make uh, in the game and choices in the dialogue. So that's what I will say. Um, but one thing that I liked as well is, you know what a bugbear of a number of people might be in musicals is, why are they singing? That it makes no sense why they just uh, start singing. In this game, there is a reason why. Okay, there is. Okay. And it, it's <laughs> part of the plot. Um, and it's the songs are done really well. It's an, They're interactive. So during the songs, you have to then make choices in the dialogue about is how it you... Is because she is a muse? Uh, yes, okay. <laughs> you got it in one. <laughs> she's, uh, she's, she's a muse and that's how she can, that's basically her superpower that she can get. And to meet these Greek gods, you don't know, need to know anything about uh, Greek mythology because there is a handy codex and it is explained in-game as well. And um, it's, now the one thing though, and this might sound odd because it's a musical, the songs themselves are very good and it's done well, but this might be one of the weakest parts. And I say this because as a musical, there was, apart from maybe one or two songs, a lot of the songs I didn't find to be that powerful. So, you know, in musicals with powerful ballads or fast-paced songs, a lot of them are found to be a bit slow. And I kind of, I wasn't really humming the songs apart from one or two maybe afterwards. And, with... and in terms of how the actual mechanics work with the song, so how does that, so you when the song is playing and then you have to choose a path that the song goes along or? You have yeah, to choose... so it's, yes. Yeah, so it's basically like a dialogue options. Mm. Um, so you have the characters that are singing and then you have different choices, you know, how you can be aggressive and direct. You can be more empathetic. You can be, um, you know, nicer, or you can say, I don't really care. Um, you know, kind of like some options like that. And it kind of shows you, I never had an issue with that. I thought that was done quite well, but I don't know. I kind of wanted some, some songs to be kind of quicker because all the cast I thought were fantastic. I know some people said there's some issues with some of the sound design because of the way it was recorded that it was, it was kind of like they felt like they weren't recording together. I didn't have an issue with that. I thought it sounded kind of natural. Um, so, but that was the only real thing. Now, some of the songs were good, uh, especially Lost in a Moment, which again is in my head again. Uh, but I wanted some more kind of songs to be, you know, kind of quicker. But overall, again, I did really like it. It's it's a really strong kind of game with really, really good performances. And these actors, not only can they act, they can sing. Uh, you know, Troy That's Baker and everyone there. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, I know it's a musical, but they're really proving, you know, their versatility with this game. And uh, and I really liked the story as well. And I was really engaged for the seven, eight hours it took me to, um, well, 6.9 hours it says um, that it took me to play as well. 
And uh, yeah, do you know I think? It, it's not a role-playing game. It is more a visual novel, so it is more uh, choices in the game. But there is some variety in the choices as well. And uh, I did really like the interactive musical. I think that worked really well. And um, you'll be glad to know, Laura, there's possibility for romance with the oh, number yes. of characters. You can, Excellent. Uh, if you wanted to. And it felt, uh, it, it felt like, you know, well, it could feel more natural because with, and again, I haven't reviewed this game, but with Mask of the Rose, it kind of felt not as natural. But with this game, it did feel uh, more natural with some of the characters. And and yeah, I would say if, if it intrigues you, I would say, yeah, go for it. That uh, this game, I think people will enjoy it, as long as you know what you're getting yourself in for. Um, mm. But yeah, so that is Stray Gods. Uh, the role-playing musical, even though it's maybe not a role-playing <laughs> game, but uh, and it's available everywhere, I believe. It's consoles and PC as well, and yeah, I I quite enjoyed it. Okay, thank you. Sounds good. Yeah, so that is my review. Oh, uh, so, now on to another song, I guess. We yeah, say. so another musically inspired game. Uh, set in Scotland. No, no, sure, sure. No. We said we wouldn't do it. Well, well I didn't say that. Oh, okay. Well, look. While I, have. while I, while I get over this, um, the, the Scottish part of me, no, uh, we can. It doesn't... <laughs> uh, let's watch a trailer, shall we? Oh, please, yes. Ah, uh-huh. lasse. These hills are awash with stories. Come to the sea by Beltane, he said. And I'm doing it. I'm coming. I must be off my trolley. as you can. Ah, I've got this Scottish accent now after the trailer. So, Laura... Oh, I thought that was great. (laughs) While I try and get over the Scottish accent from Scotland... Jesus with you, what a great game. I will try and get over the Scottish accent. So tell us, what was it like playing as this wee last boy? Ah. Hey. The morning to you. See, I'm yeah, just trying to do a bad. Yeah, I'm just trying to just like. <laughs> and you are Irish. <laughs> and uh, again, I am again I Scottish heritage. So yeah, we're making fun of our own yeah, cultures. Right. Anyway, Laura, a Highland song from yeah. Inkle Studios. Yeah, and as we said, yeah, Inkle obviously great, great pedigree with narrative, uh, doing na- narratives in an interesting way. Eighty days. Uh, sorcery one and two a heaven's vault all those kind of great stuff so i was really interested to see what they do with this because this has been in the makers for a little while and it's a little bit of a a step away from them because it's this kind of rhythm elements isn't there and platforming elements and as you heard there so you're playing moira you you run away you get this letter from your uncle hamish who 
maybe it's a bit irresponsible yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um bless him but he lives in this lighthouse in the middle of the scottish highlands he tells you to come visit him uh for this time called beltane which is like the first of may i think it is um he says try and get here for then if you can so you you're off you go along these highlands and as you heard, the music has a big influence in this. There's there's these rhythm sections where you've got to uh, tap the space bar and like the up directional button in time to the rhythm of the music. And it's all um, really beautiful uh, kind of uh, folk song music that you hear, um, which is being created, uh, I think, by uh, two uh, big bands from the Scottish folk scene. And I, I think it's all kind of new um instrumental stuff that they've they've created for the the game and that's really cool i really enjoyed that bit when you get into those bits because it's it's really the music swells and you've got all the highlands in the background so it's a it's a kind of 2d game where you're you're running across but it's it's kind of not as well because you can jump to bits of the landscape in front of you and behind you um and yeah the ultimate goal is you've got to try and get to your uncles by this time Beltane and each time there's you know that the, a day passes it'll say or four days to go to Beltane um, and that's kind of the goal and as you go along you're picking up trinkets that you discover you, you've got to reach the peaks of these different hills and when you get to the top of peak you've if you've got different scraps of maps that you've picked up along the way, you kind of mark them on uh, a little bit like like with the Assassin's Creed, but in the Scottish mm. Highlands, you're, you're picking stuff out. And that's kind of it, really. You're discovering stories as you go along, little bits of notes and, and objects that people have left along the way and seeing if you can make it to, to meet your uncle at the at the time. Um, I, I'll, I'll say quickly kind of what I thought about it. Uh, I, I loved the kind of narrative elements of this, you know, get, it, the backdrop is spectacular, you know, having been to the Scottish Highlands and, and camped along there on the West Highland Way, it does bring out that wildness really well. I think, you know, when Moira's breath is like pu puffing out because she's really cold, and she's on the top of a hill. It isn't quite realistic because, you know, if she falls off a big cliff, she doesn't die because I think that'd be a bit grim. And, you know, she she does have like a health meter that you have to sort of manage with survival aspects like sh sheltering if it's rainy and things like that. But that also doesn't really matter. So, I, you know, I think that was kind of a nice element. I don't know whether it was really needed, but I guess they were trying to bring forward, you know, elements of survival and she some reality. She doesn't die, but you've still got to look after her and make sure she rests and things like that. And I guess that all puts it against this. You've got this timed element. And that was that was the one thing, the issue I had with this, uh, especially in the first run through anyway, because I've done one run through. And a little bit of a spoiler, this game is meant to be played more than once, at least two times you've got to play this game, like, I would say. Like most Inkle games. Yeah, so basically, yeah. <laughs> um, I will say, because you're sort of being told, oh, you know, try and get to your uncle at this time, you do kind of, you get a bit frustrated if you get stuck on a peak because sometimes mm -hmm. it's quite hard like with the real highlands you do get lost and it, you can feel like you're stuck on somewhere you don't know if you've got to jump up somewhere do you need to discover another peak it does feel a bit random and confusing um and because but because they're telling you oh you know so many days until this happens it stops that exploration element of you wanting to like just look around and take your time which is also the best part of the game is looking around at the game and, and you know meeting characters and bumping into like going into caves suddenly and that kind of thing so i don't know how they i get why they've done it like that because it is basically a loop game it's like they've combined overboard with a sort of survival element 
um you know you you've got it you do it again and you know now you've learned some of the peaks so you try and do it quicker and you discover new ways of of meeting your uncle uh, and you discover new peaks and you unlock new things and you find new characters so that i th- i like that element of it and i get why they've done it but it just is a shame that I think on your first go when you don't know anything and you're a bit lost because I was the same I've, and Shosha's nodding I'll let him speak now I've, I've gabbled on but no, I no, you know no, I, I I there were moments when I got stuck and I was like I'm gonna am I gonna have to start again here I really don't know where I'm going I'm, yeah. I'm getting really cold and, and tired <laughs> in the game uh I don't know what you know and I'm, I'm like what am I supposed to do here and it was a bit frustrating so I don't know that it, you know they've maybe made it a bit too random and I think also like jumping on parts of the environment is quite hard to know where you you can and can't go but then then you do learn and that's the thing you start to learn and then it gets better so you've got to persevere because I really do think this is a, a a really interesting game and there's a lot to love about this but there's just some difficult elements that makes it hard at the beginning sure share your thoughts yeah i mean i love inca serious games i loved overboard or it should be overboard and uh, <laughs> and heaven vault as well as one of my favorite games the last uh few years and i know heaven's that they... fault oh don't get yeah, me started it's... on heaven's fault it's so... we all love inkle here we're all big yeah. inkle fans so i was looking forward to this game it looks Beautiful. Um, and I was told by um, well, this Scottish person or this man who's married to a Scottish lady who uh, does know what the proper Scottish accent sounds like, and he listened to a bit. He said the Scottish accents do sound authentic to him, so um, it's they're not you know like Shorsha trying to be Scottish. <laughs> Scottish. No, they're 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 good and authentic. Um, but yeah, like you said, I'm struggling with this, and I think mm. the difference with this and Overboard. So. Again, both games, you have to run through the games, you know, different times. I think with Overboard, it's a type of frustration, but you want to keep going again and again to try and get, well, away with murder. And the idea is similar here. You have to keep going again and again to find your way to the lighthouse. But I'm on my first go. I think it's a couple of days after Beltane. I'm not about oh, yeah. I, I don't think it's actually possible. And I think this is a problem as well. The game is really geared that you're like, oh, I've got to get there by this time. And you feel like a failure if you haven't. I don't think when I've looked at other reviews, I don't think you actually can get there in time for really? it. Really? Oh, that's... Mm, I, I don't, yeah. I mean, but I'm nowhere near the, the my uncle's uh, lighthouse. I'm going round and round in circles. I'm going mm. back and forth to the same places. I get... Go, I, I fold and I think you can't die but you do lose health and then you uh you you, get restarted you get somewhere. restarted yeah. again different places but I'm trying to find the paths I'm going up a peak and with the different maps I have I'm trying to find the correct peak I don't know if I have all the I wonder if you're there. stuck in the same place I was because there was an area I was there for about 40 minutes or so just going oh yeah I've I mean I've played this for a couple of hours um well actually I'm playing some of the switch but I'm just going round and round and round trying, but going back and forth to the different places and, the, you know, the different locations and going up and down the same hills um, again and again. And I am kind of struggling with it. And I'm just thinking on the trailer, so many different areas that I haven't come close to, <laughs> uh, to finding. I mean, there is snow in it, apparently. Um, there is I, yeah i have seen that and the thing is you will i think you do see different i mean it's the same landscapes it's not procedural but 
there are different ways of exploring mm. stuff. And, you know, I, I've got a, fr a friend, Vicky, who's played this three times when she watched my playthrough. She's like, oh, I didn't. I've not had that interaction. So I think it is a it big, works big that game. way, Yeah. But it's, yeah. I don't know if I need to restart the game because I am just doing the same thing over and over again, going to the same places. And I am getting a little bit frustrated. Mm. Because I will I'm, say, mm. do, you know, jump everywhere back and forth because things that you're not quite sure if you can, that because this is the thing, the landscapes are kind of almost sort of stacked on top of each other and you jump back and forth onto them um, mm. or down onto things. And sometimes that, it is quite confusing if the which bits you can do that and if you see a deer definitely follow the deer because okay that, yeah i've been trying take yeah. you to another area okay um just giving a short shirt <laughs> some... some hints that i desperately <laughs> need yeah um, clearly yeah okay no i'll, I'll do that. and I, I actually did find a new location also when um you know the musical sections where you have to jump on the rhythm section the, yeah. the rhythm sections i keep falling in that i you know yeah. i destroyed a song it's, you can there are some e you can make it slightly easier in yeah. the menu. Okay, are... I think I I might now I you can tell them you can see the buttons you're supposed to press, but mm. me being me, I'm still falling and still losing my my balance in well in the game. Um uh, but as it looks beautiful, it rains a lot. I mean bloody hell, and then yeah. um you have to find it's the highlands. <laughs> oh I know, I know. It's <laughs> um but yeah, so I'll definitely keep keep trying, keep playing it. Um, it's definitely very interesting. I think we can see again that Inkle are making something different. It is more of a platformer that I would see, but it is a narrative-driven platformer. So um, I would still consider this kind of like adventure narrative game category, just about. Um, but yeah, not definitely not a traditional adventure game. But yeah, it's well acted, looks beautiful. But I think, yeah, you need to persevere, as he said. And uh, I, I guess I'll keep playing. You know, you learn a lot about kind of Scottish mm. folk tales as you go along. So there's that narrative element and you've got a bit of the voiceover of your uncle and, and some of the, you know, interesting people and characters you meet along the way. I agree, though. I just I, I, I felt the same and I'm on a second playthrough now. And is it better on your second playthrough? I think Are you so because... You, I mean, the thing is, I really enjoy. I was enjoying the game up until about midway when I also got stuck on a bit, mm. and I was just like, "Oh, this is a bit. I want to get mm. on and experience it." So, yeah, I think I don't. I don't know what the answer is, though. Mm. And I think the problem is as well they're they're billing it as this like race against time. So you think, "Oh, I've got to get there, otherwise, what's the point?" And it's more about exploring, and it's not about the destination; it's about the journey. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, look, I will, I will keep playing, and I will let you should. Know. It is, yeah. I, you know, I think you'll you'll get more out of it as you go on, and but I think this is the thing because you're talking about overboard. Overboard was a lot shorter as well, so that's true. You know, when you completed one thing, you you were happy to go again because you'd maybe only done twenty minutes. This is, you know, it's going to take Couple you about hours. four hours, I would mm. say, three Each or four hours. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that is uh, Highland song. Oh no. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Laura. Uh, God, we laugh it. Stop. It's just <laughs> insulting. I do apologize to any Scottish people. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, that's all the, Good grief. All the games. Uh, well, Merry, Merry Christmas to everyone listening and to to you guys. Um, are you guys playing anything? I know coming up to the Christmas holidays, I don't know if you guys have 
Ta- t- Laura, tell us about this Christmas challenge before we finish oh. up. That's, <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we're sorry, recording I didn't really... middle of the of December, the eleventh of December. <laughs> By the time you listen, something may have happened. <laughs> yeah, so I set myself a little silly challenge uh, for Twitch, and the the reason behind this was just because there were loads of indie games that came out this year that I just didn't get around to play, and I was like, oh, it's, I I really want to. I mean, unfortunately, Dave the Diver is one I'm still not going to be able to play. Uh, I'm going to have to wait till next year, I think. So I just said I'm going to very stupid idea, something called the Twelve Games of Christmas, because <laughs> uh, my surname is Cress, and hey. it's literally uh, I'm going to try and play twelve games in December. Um, and that, and there was a, a sort of forfeit that I decided to introduce where if I don't do it, I'll have to shave my eyebrows off. No, um, <laughs> please don't shave your eyebrows off. I won't because I'll do it, Thomas. So it's fine. But yeah, that's yeah, what I've been doing. You'll, you'll, make, you'll make, make the challenge you're saying. Yeah. 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 I'll definitely uh, make that. So I've done seven so far. Oh, okay. Yeah. In you're in 11 days. So it's not too bad. Uh, do oh, we I, know I you'll fr- do it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, it, it's not the easiest because so, some of them are short, but other, like Space for the Unbound is like 10 hours long. Um, oh, you, play, so, you should have chosen short games or just pick, check I know, how but long the to The point beat. was, it's games I actually did genuinely want to play. <laughs> and I've heard it, a I've few short games well. you can play as well. You want to play. Yeah. Well, some <laughs> of them are short. Well, so have, you, have you played Jusant? Yeah. I haven't, no. Yes, that's I can't add more to the list. I, I, no, well, I hear that's that's a very good game that you could should be able to finish in under four hours. Oh, I mean, most of them, oh, okay, most of them are like four or five hours. They're not oh, okay. too, like, yeah. right. There's only space for the unbounded. So it's Cocoon, Tommy Gun Witches, I Doesn't Exist, This Bed We Made, Bramble the Mountain King, A Highland Song, Space for the Unbound, Frog's Adventure, Dreams of the Witch House, Slay the Princess, American Arcadia, and My Friendly Neighborhood. Okay. Um, well, I've I th- done seven so far. I say we step up the challenge Damn. a little bit. We step up the stakes. Go on. How, how about if you don't make, which we know you will, but you will shave your head? <laughs> no. No. I no, sir. Sure. Just because you have a receding hairline doesn't mean <laughs> Laura has to suffer from that. <laughs> yes, it's I a know, lot big... more for me. I promise it's enough. Why would I? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Well, you know it's not going to happen. You you play, you finish games in an evening. You can play three, four. Okay, we know that you're the you know, you're the, the the adventure game playing champion out of all. Of I'm not, us, I wouldn't so. go that far, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, we've um, done seven so far, but yeah, like I said, this uh, space for the unbound. I think is going to take quite a while. Yeah. But anyway, that's what I'm but, doing on my on uh, old Twitch TV forward slash cress up. So, so which games are are you playing? Uh, and again, this will probably be going into 22nd so you probably will have played some more games i hope so god I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah so i probably be... would have finished space for the unbound and i'll be maybe doing dreams in the witch house which i'm looking forward to or oh, that's another Arcadia. nine ten hour game i've heard yeah that's the thing <laughs> what happens oh, if you die in the game does that count oh i don't know i'm gonna be playing it on easy anyway but anyway anyway yeah anyway. that's um so yeah dreams of the witch house we'll see what else uh we'll find out more about uh you know how you're doing this challenge and uh thomas i know you're busy with life and work things uh there in the netherlands but um what game or games would you like to play once you have uh well sorted things out shall we say with with your job and that well i i want to finish the expanse mm. finally uh i'm gonna play Jusant. And then I'm going to pick one of uh, 300,000 games that uh, I still yeah, have. Yeah, I'm in the same, but I'm currently playing it at this Highland song. Afterwards, I don't know. I was thinking of playing Under the Waves, 
um, which came out oh, yeah. a few cool. months ago. So, but we'll we'll see because Christmas is maybe, coming up. Maybe I should um, I should do what you, what you're doing with uh, with these cold games. I should be doing with water games because <laughs> I've been playing so we, many games this year that uh, that are either on or under the water that uh, I could fill uh, probably fill an entire uh, uh, yeah. Episode. You could that. do a whole series on water games and that you yeah. played just this year. <laughs> that is um, games with water, not the alternative meaning of water games, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, okay. For those dirty-minded people out there. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. No. <laughs> just <laughs> um, okay. Well, thank you, Thomas, for uh, keeping us updated on your water games. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, well, I forgot to mention very briefly, we're also on Patreon if you would like to help us. Uh, patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast. Laura has a Twitch. Where can people find you, Laura, on Twitch? Uh, Cressup. So, yeah, twitch.tv forward slash Cressup. Uh, and see if I've got my eyebrows. Yeah, we'll see if you still have eyebrows <laughs> <laughs> by the end of the year. And uh, yeah, this time, well, next month, we'll probably be doing our yearly uh, favorite adventure games of the year. Um, it might be a little bit different. We'll see if we can get uh, the new people um, as well, Kieran and Matt, and we'll see if anyone else can can join. We can talk about our favorite games of the year. We might just allow ourselves one per year each because if we have a lot of people. Um, and then 2024 is looking good as well. Uh, there's a new trailer for Rosewater and uh, yeah. several others which we can talk about then as well so yeah that looked good that trailer oh it's very it looks very really looking forward to that so uh okay well look thank you for listening everyone uh as i said you can listen also to that uh, new series from the podcast uh it's on the same uh rss feed and uh and yeah i'd like to wish everyone again a merry christmas happy holidays and uh, happy new year. There are other interviews coming up this year. I will have an interview with the developer of TikTok, Tale for Two, which me and Thomas played under new game uh, miniatures. And uh, with Tom Hardwich again, will be appearing. Uh, can't get rid of him now. God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but great to talk to him. I uh, hope uh, he's listening. So thank you very much, guys. As always to you, Thomas and Laura, and to Kieran and Matt and uh, Amy and Rosie joined as well. And um, we'll see what happens in the new year. So take care, everyone. Uh, goodbye. Merry bye Christmas. Bye. And keep on questing. <laughs>
Thank mm-hmm. you.